Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, are you looking for inspiration? If so, you just found it. The Intentionally Inspirational Podcast exists for the purpose of motivating people with stories, thought-provoking conversations, and through interviews with aspiring entrepreneurs and professionals. What can I say? Positive energy is healthy, addictive, and contagious. So collectively, we can make a significant impact on business and the world. Now for your host, with an endless need for change and comic relief, Jason Wright. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to episode number 24 of the Intention Inspirational Podcast. The title of today's show is It's All on You with Pat Charette. See, I told you I was going to have a guest. Finally, no more excuses. Finally got a good one. It's been a while, hasn't it? Before we get into the interview, the conversation, uh, I want to tell you about something new that I'm doing today. So, a week ago or so, I gave away a book, and that book was Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And I said, you know what? This is fun stuff. I like putting inspiration or personal development right into somebody's hand. I want to do it again. So I created another giveaway, and you can find it on Facebook, Twitter, or just go to my website, intentionallyinspirational.com, and check out the giveaways tab. And I'm giving away another book. This time it is The Magic of Thinking Big by David J. Schwartz. If you follow this podcast for any length of time, you will know that I reference that book quite frequently because that is the book that really got my butt in gear and got me headed down this path that I'm on now seriously. So uh, if you haven't read it, you have a chance to win it for free. And the way that this giveaway works is pretty simple. You've got to enter your email address, so you've got to be on my email list, and that's it. You uh, you can see a timer on the, the uh, giveaway page, and I think the giveaway, I guess the contest, ends Monday at noon Eastern, I believe. But there's a, a countdown uh, timer that will show you that, but I believe it's Monday at noon Eastern time. And, uh, yeah, somebody will win that. So I'm going to periodically do things like this. I certainly intend to give away some much larger bundles of uh, personal development type books and stuff as well. But... It's just meant to kind of engage you guys and make things a little bit more personal and, uh, you know, help inspire you. So I hope you guys appreciate that. Well, we're going to get into this conversation that I had with Pat. Uh, Pat's a pretty cool guy. I met him a few weeks ago through uh, another guest that's been on the show in the past, uh, Jared Hamilton. If you haven't heard my episode with him, check it out. And uh, I've been following him on social media. And, you know, Pat's certainly... Uh, is on the same team as me. I mean, he gets it. He's driven. He's got a cool story. I think you guys will really enjoy the show. Uh, so without talking about it anymore, let's uh, listen in and see what Pat and I talked about. All right, everybody. I've got a very special guest with me today. His name is Pat Charette, and let me tell you what I know about Pat. Pat graduated with a degree in sports medicine from Marymount College in Massachusetts. He couldn't find the opportunities that he, that he wanted when he got to school, so he took action and moved to Chicago where there was a lot more opportunity. Pat used his time and experience there, uh, personal training, and now he works for himself. So now he trains and motivates his own clients, and Pat embraced the slogan, it's all on you. Pat, welcome to the show. What's going on, Jason? Thanks. Hey, no, no problem. Uh, well, tell us what else, uh, you know, what else you would like us to know about you. Let our listeners know who they're listening to. Well, yeah, the intro was good. Um, so it was exactly that. I 
didn't have much going on over Massachusetts, so I kind of just picked up and moved with two suitcases over to Chicago. Um, and there's a lot more opportunity here. Took a couple interviews, found a job, <clears throat> real crappy job, if you will. But it was something to start with, and uh, it was definitely an opportunity you know, that was a lot better than what I had back over in Mass. And, um, you know, I was a athlete in in college. And, you know, one thing led to another, and it just – personal training just fit because, you know, being an athlete, being involved in all that, everybody, you know, wants to be like a physical therapist when they walk into college. And I thought I wanted that as well. But after a couple months and a couple semesters, one thing led to another, and I, I figured that – you know, maybe eight years of school and tremendous amounts of debt wasn't going to be for me. So, I, <laughs> yeah, so I had to find another route. And, you know, I coached baseball, I played baseball, and I did that since I was about 14. That was like the first time I ever volunteered. And it's kind of just led to personal training. It was a different avenue, a different way to connect with people and work with them on bettering, whether it's themselves, their baseball swing, you know, uh, being a stronger person, fixing a lower back injury, whatever, whatever it may be. Absolutely. You know, what's funny is I, I talk to guys and gals all the time, mostly guys, but that, uh, you know, they've graduated, they've done what people tell them to do and they have no job. And their solution is to lay around on the couch and complain about it, but you uh, you certainly didn't do that. And just the action you took, I mean, uprooting and moving is so much more than most people will ever do. you agree? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I wasn't that nervous because I saw some of the opportunities out there, and, oh, yeah. I, knew one, and I knew one or two people, so that helped. But um, I just I always wanted to do more. And I just needed a place. I needed a shot, and I couldn't get a shot. And I'm not playing the poor me card, but I couldn't find an opportunity. So yeah, it came down to moving and you know, getting it going from there. Yeah, if if, uh, if the team you're on won't let you on the court, it's time to find a new team, and that's exactly <laughs> what you did. There you go. Well, I'm just curious. I've been uh, following Pat on social media for a couple of weeks now, and he's uh, certainly a driven dude. And we'll get into that. But where does the the saying "It's all on you" come from? I mentioned that a little bit in the intro, and I've got to make that the title of this episode. It's just too good not to. But where, tell me where that comes from. You know, I was just listening to certain podcasts, trying to get my keep, trying to keep myself motivated, um, trying to keep myself motivated, listening to podcasts and, um, you know, reading articles and this and that. And, you know, I, just, I needed something to get me going. And when you turn on the news or you talk to people or even the people that I talked to or worked with when I first moved out here, it was just a bunch of, you know, how can I say this being nice? People were complaining because something was difficult and it was always somebody else's fault. Oh, yeah. And that drove me nuts. And playing a sport, uh, the type of sport that I played and the type of you know environment I was raised in, um, you know, there was always a way just because somebody said, oh, you can't do this um, it, because it was difficult that in their mind they couldn't do it. I was always being pushed to not listen to that, not follow that. And I just wanted to I just wanted for people to understand that it is up to you just because it's difficult doesn't mean it's impossible. Absolutely. This is a little goofy. But the thing I always think about in my own head is a man walked on the moon. 
And then that always puts things in perspective for me because a lot of times the challenges that we think about or we, or you know, think are challenges at the time when we compare them to walking on the moon, uh, you know, by comparison, they're not really that big of a deal. So it, it kind of grounds me and keeps me uh, with perspective as well. Sure, that's interesting. Well, we talked about this a bit. Um, so the next question for you is what motivates you to really push yourself? Uh, mm-hmm. Seeing some of your pictures, you definitely push yourself. Um, help us understand what really makes you tick at your core. Well, what motivates me is basically, you know, I went to I went to school because that, that was the right thing to do in my eyes and you know people around me. And I I'm an only child, and not many people in my parents' family went to college. Never mind graduated. So that was kind of the thing to do. So going to college, not knowing much. Uh, about the situation, whether it be loans or private versus universities, um, you know, living out of state versus in state, all that type of stuff. Um, that that was something new, and you know, I get motivated because in doing that, it was all new, and I just accumulated a massive amount of student loan debt, and that you know really kills me and makes me sick to my stomach today. But in doing that, I learned a lot. So I stay motivated for the simple fact that I got a lot of bills to pay more than, you know, more than some people that I know. And I stay motivated because I want to continuously live on my own. I live in Chicago. Chicago is not an easy place to, uh, you know, keep yourself afloat. Everything is kind of expensive with rent and stuff, even though today is everywhere is expensive. Chicago is a little extra. And, you know, overall, I, I told you I started volunteering at 14 for, you know, little baseball lessons and little coaching with some 5 to 12-year-olds or whatever. And, you know, I just love bringing something out of somebody when they don't think they have it. So if somebody comes to me to train and, you know, they're discouraged – and, for example, they're discouraged because they got a new job, and in their new job, they have to talk in front of people. They've worked at a desk job behind a phone the whole their whole life, their whole career, and now they have to get out in front of people, and they have to do what they did on the phone, but people have to see them, and they don't look that pretty. If you can just bring something out of them that they didn't think they had, whether it makes them look different or even just bringing out confidence making them feel better, happier, whatever, you know, that is, you know, I'm sure every trainer really enjoys that. But, you know, it started with baseball with kids learning how to catch a baseball and throw a baseball. And now it has evolved into a little something more. That's really cool because you and I are on the exact same mission. Um, I label it a little bit differently, but as soon as I say what I label it, you'll understand, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what, what we're trying to do, in my opinion, is we're trying to help people maximize their greatness, you know, whether yeah. it's physical, whether it's you know, uh, emotional or their intellect or whatever the case may be, you know, I think uh, you would agree with me that, you know, everybody's got great potential, but uh, people need to realize that and then unleash that and then their life can change very, very quickly. So awesome. Well, and and something else we haven't talked about, but you went from employee as a trainer to actually employing yourself. What kind of motivated you to say, you know what, I want to do this my way. What made you step out on your own? Well, look, first you know big box gym you know that everybody goes to and you know they own you and you have to do what they say 
Um, that's, that's the first type of personal training job I had in Chicago and it was great. And I would never trade it for anything because I learned a lot because I didn't know anything moving here. I just knew how to pick things up and put them down and (laughs) I didn't understand business at all. And you know, it, it, it taught me enough. It taught me how to follow because you definitely have to learn to follow before you can lead. And it, it taught me enough. But obviously, me being me, I felt like I could do it better. I felt like people didn't care. Um, you know, the managers or whatnot above, I felt like they didn't care. They treated everybody as if they were just a number. So I tried to, you know, I stay motivated with that because. At the end of the day, there's a lot of really good personal trainers out there from, you know, me to whoever in Chicago out by your way. I'm sure there's personal trainers and we all do the same thing. What differentiates ourselves is how we can relate to people because it is personal training. I think somewhere along the line, people miss the personal side. They got to understand that. This chicken and broccoli diet may not work for somebody with two kids and a job at, you know, United Airlines where they're flying. Sure. So I I just I stay motivated with the personal side. And I felt like I was doing that better than anybody. Not being cocky, just I felt like I was doing a really good job with that. So working at that big box gym, you know, it, it just ends up being you know, taking your time and learning, getting your ducks in a row, and then being in the right place at the right time. Always present. Always be present. Some people were slacking and taking, you know, Sundays off or taking, you know, certain times off. And if you're not present, you can never be there to capitalize on an opportunity. So it kind of just, you know, fell down to that. And I I worked that for about 15 months. It took about 15 months for me to get out on my own and get going. But I wouldn't trade it for anything. Awesome. 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 So what has been your greatest challenge in your working life thus far? And how were you able to overcome that? Greatest challenge was simply, you know, being where I was stuck uh, in Massachusetts. Not saying that as a bad thing, but I was stuck. There was a ceiling there and I could not get through it. I could not get a job opportunity. I could not get an interview. I didn't know anybody in the fitness world, really. My one contact from school um, helped me get an internship that would have led to a job, but then that company started not doing so well. So, you know, that was the greatest challenge, just getting a foot in the door. I knew I just needed a start because I knew how hard I was going to work and all the effort I was going to put forth. And I just, I just needed an opportunity. And, you know, the way I got through it was just, I picked up and moved. Uh, I'm not saying that's the best thing to do for everybody, but if you can, You know, especially when you start, it's all about who you know, especially in 2012 when I graduated. I graduated in 2012, and everybody has a degree in that era, that time frame. Everybody had a degree, and it was so hard to make yourself different from somebody else that it took moving to a bigger city. Yeah, I think that's great. You know, you uh, sometimes you have to, you know, you talk about hitting the ceiling. Sometimes you got to hit your head on the ceiling enough to say, you know, (laughs) that's it. I'm breaking this damn thing down. (laughs) <laughs> uh, sorry about the language there, iTunes, but um, you know what I mean. So, yep, very, for very sure. Good. Well, there's people listening to this podcast that are either entrepreneurs themselves, or there may be people that are I would call budding entrepreneurs. They're they're not yet, but they're thinking about it. They've got some aspirations. 
What golden nuggets would you share with our listeners today, kind of to take away from your story? Well, the main golden nugget, I mean, and if they listen to, if they get motivated through any type of podcast or any type of YouTube channel, or if they're in any type of network where they're get, getting themselves motivated, they're going to hear this a million, a million times. So one, if they're not listening or reading something that gets them motivated, that's number one. Number two is you just have to do it. I'm not saying go 100% all in right away uh, because you you know you might have other responsibilities, whether you got a kid or a wife or a family, whatever, but at least get your toe wet, get going on it. You just start right away. You don't need a perfect plan. Uh, me being in the fitness world, you have no idea how many trainers I've seen or talked to and I was one of them for sure for, you know, four, six, seven, eight months uh, while I was working at that big box gym. I was one of them before. And I just kept saying, I can do this better. I need to do this. But there was no action. So just take action. Find a way. There's so much opportunity. Just make it happen. If you want it bad enough, you will get it. And there's just too much opportunity to sit around because one day – you know, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow, obviously, but just one day you could be like, crap, what the hell happened? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad you said that because the one thing that I continue to come back to and the thing I continue to blog about and talk about and, and, uh, yeah, I just come back to is the taking action thing. Nothing mm -hmm. else matters. Nothing else matters if you can't take action. I mean, I talk to people all the time that have this great elaborate vision for a business they want to build, but they are unwilling to do anything different than they're doing now, and they literally think UPS is going to deliver a business in a box to them someday. Right. And yeah. I just kind of challenge them. I just have a little smile, and I say, that's, that's a great vision. What do you, how are you going to get started? Well, it's not the right time. Well, how do you know when the right time's coming? Eh, they don't have an answer. So that taking yep. action piece I talk about it to the to the point where my wife and kids run the other way when they see me coming because I don't want to hear it anymore. But it's so important, I can't stress that enough. So it's really awesome to hear you embrace that same thing. For sure. What would you say your greatest success has been so far in your working life? And kind of walk us through the steps you took to reach that milestone. Greatest steps is just, you know, the, the greatest success is just being where I'm at now. Uh, being able to have my own clientele list. You know, get up when I want to, sleep when I want to, work when I want to. If I want to go to, you know, drive down to Tennessee for the weekend, you know, I can move my schedule around and and do that. There's no better feeling than that. Not reporting to anybody. There's a lot, a lot of crazy stress that goes along with that. But I mean, when it's time to relax and just step back for a minute, it's nice that I can do it. I don't have to ask permission. I don't have to ask permission for lunch, stuff like that. Um, my steps for it, simply just putting in the time. You know, I, I told you I took that job in that big box gym, and I wouldn't trade it for the world because I was at the bottom of the ballot. I was, a, I was doing grunt work pretty much. I was there when I was supposed to. You know, when I wanted to leave, I had to check, in, check out. When I came back, I'd have to check in. I was trapped. Um, you know, it was, it, you're not supposed to say no as a, you know, being, I'll keep using that word, that grunt work. Uh, you're not supposed to say no, so you're always there and you're always tired and you're worn down faster than you would ever believe. And those steps was just putting in that work and then taking action when it was time. And I, I didn't get it perfect right away. So I branched off and did my own thing for a little bit. 
But as I was doing my own thing, I was still working because I still needed, you know, a steady couple of clients, a steady couple of bucks. I wasn't ready to go full force on my own. And that ha- that lasted for about three months. And then I was able to fully step out, get on my own. And then, you know, you, you wouldn't believe how fast, you know, businesses close in, in Chicago. And one thing leads to another, you know, a business closes and now, you, you know, you have an opportunity to either sell yourself to these extra clients or you're going to lose them all. So there's another added stress. One day you could go to work and the person who owns your facility that you rent space from goes, hey, uh, we're going to be closed in three days. That happened to me uh, in July, the last week of June 2015. And so I had three days to get my ducks in a row, make my phone calls and actually be a salesperson. And um, like I said before, can, uh, conform to that personal side, you know, harp on how I'm going to help you and how everything's going to be okay to the customer. Oh yeah. Isn't it uh isn't it amazing how hang on here, my mind just went completely blank. Kind of <laughs> scary. Um I guess I had two thoughts. Oh yeah. So first thought is uh completely unrelated, but can you imagine now say Monday you had to go back to work for that big box store? Could you I mean could you imagine going back to that now after the freedom you've experienced? No, I mean, I'd be so stressed out by the way, you know, I'd have to listen and do things somebody else's way. And it was great for a time being, but I don't think I can handle that now. And then the second question, now my thoughts have come back to me as quickly as I left. (laughs) Uh, You talk about the personal connection a lot, and I call it the human element. And it doesn't really Mm -hmm. matter what we do in life, whether it's coaching or building a relationship with your neighbor or talking to clients. You have to be able to connect with people and especially with what we're talking about, you have to be able to sell your passion to those people. And they have to be able to feel that and see that intensity in your eyes and feel that authenticity. I was actually talking to a young man this week, and he's in sales, and the industry is irrelevant. But we were talking about his experience in sales, and we talked for about two minutes. I asked him one question, and he did the talking, which is what it should be. And he did not look me in the eye one time, clearly terrified to make eye contact. And I thought to myself, how do you sell anybody anything if you can't look at them ever? Because it made me nervous. I started looking around like, is there something coming up behind me? What is going on? But Mm -hmm. uh, it's just the whole point of me bringing that up is, man, you have to be able to connect with people. So. Yeah, you got to read the room. got to read your audience. Know who you're talking to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we kind of touched on this with the Golden Nuggets question a bit, but what advice would you give to people uh, beyond take action right now uh, on how they could experience their own breakthrough? It, you know, that's probably the easiest question you've asked me so far. Um, how do you experience your own breakthrough is, is simple to me. You, you find what you love, and then how are you going to do it? How are you going to do it? What do you love? How are you going to do it? And, you know, what, what's it going to cost you, basically? So it, it's just so easy. I, can't, I don't even know if I can elaborate on that. You just no, I'm with you. You find out what you love because that's what you're going to have passion in. And if you don't have passion in it, you won't be able to pull yourself out of the hard times when it does get difficult because it will. You won't be able to pull yourself up out of that if you don't have enough passion. If you're just doing it for a couple of bucks or if you're doing it because it's pretty or whatever – it's just not going to work out when that hard time comes. No, that's that's awesome, man. Uh, I actually wrote a blog post this week on that very same topic, and 
Uh, kind of what I said is this. There's money in everything. There's money in office supplies, plastic, trash, anything. So if mm-hmm. you can take your passion and ride that thing to the end, you will uh, eventually make money, especially if you can help share that passion with other people. So uh, I agree with you full force, and someday I'll have to reveal a story where I pursued a high-risk opportunity for money, and I failed epically, absolutely epically, uh, kind of recently, actually. So sure. um, I know all about it, but it feels different when it's all in passion. Like this podcast, for example, makes me no money. I don't care. That's not why I do it. I do nope. it because I like to talk to people like yourself. It helps me. Perhaps it helps you. And I know it helps our listeners. And I'll keep doing it until uh, the passion goes away, which I don't think it ever will. So Nice. Well, what is your number one professional goal now that you're working towards and what's your plan on getting there? Uh, right now I, you know, everything's pretty good right now. And I, you know, I, I kind of, kind of stuck on time, you know, when you're a trainer and you work with people based on your time and their time, you you get pretty busy pretty fast if you're lucky enough too. Sure. And right now my biggest goal is trying to condense my time down, whether that means, um, doing online training. I just started doing that a couple of weeks ago, maybe about six. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's a way, because my favorite thing about training, about fitness, you know, the physical aspect of it, my favorite thing is programming. I love designing a program to certain people because not everybody follows it, but I love designing a program towards that person's goal, whether, whether it's an athletic goal or, you know, weight loss goal or strength goal. Um, but I really love strength and athleticism and posture, structure. Those are like the things that I love the most. That's mm-hmm. kind of what I would love. If I could just do that with every single client, that would be amazing. So that must be a goal for me, sure. whether it's programming on online training or working with those people in person. My in-people clients, I would love to condense and turn it into like little little small groups, whether it's two to four people. That way I can do more mm-hmm. and um, it'll be less money for them and ultimately more money for me. Absolutely. And I will save and I will save my time. It'll be perfect. Yep. So those are really my two goals. Um, so I'm looking for ways to get there. I kind of just got to push my online business. I just had a brand, I just built a brand new website and um, that took a long time I had no idea what that would entail that is not my cup of tea so I worked with somebody and built a brand new website so I guess I would market that a little bit through social media and whatnot and you know I think because I want to I do really I really really would like to have small groups to train I think I'm gonna go old-fashioned and guerrilla market and small and different businesses around my area nice well I think that's awesome man um your website has that been up for at least a week? Yes. Okay, I checked it out. It's very, very nice. And you're not kidding, man. It's, Thank you. Uh, you get behind the scenes on that stuff. Good gracious, is it complicated? Oof, yeah, a bunch of numbers and coding, and I don't know. I got a headache. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm tweaking them. I've got three or four websites, and I'm tweaking them all the time. I'm somebody that can't ever leave stuff alone, so I'm always making these subtle changes. And I tell my wife, I'm like, "Hey, Carmen, check it out." And she's like, "I, I don't know what you did. I don't want to do this every day." I'm like, "Yeah, sure you do. <laughs> sure you do. It'll be fun. Come on." So that's good stuff, man. Like with the, uh, I'm just going to kind of steal your expertise for my own personal uh, enjoyment here for a minute. But 
Uh, I'm just now getting back to a point as of today where I have time to start working out again. And I just really want to uh, work on muscular endurance and definition. So would you kind of recommend low weight, high reps, good form type of thing? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's good. Muscular endurance, you definitely need higher reps. Absolutely. Okay. Um, because that's how you hit that specific energy system. If you want to throw a weird science term in there real quick, sure. um, you got to do some high reps for sure. But you know what's really great is if because you're looking for definition too. So endurance, like when, when do you ever see a? There's a thing I always use. When do you ever see a runner or you know a long distance runner on TV or somebody who runs every day in your neighborhood? They don't really have muscle. No. They're kind of not being rude. They're kind of a little jiggly. They're nice and skinny, and you know they, they just have a certain look to them. They all do. It's because you know they're beating down on their body, and they're usually just staying in that one energy system, that long endurance. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would do some high repetitions for sure, but I would also add in um, a little bit of I don't want to call it interval cardio, but like some jump rope, some jumping jacks, something that's going to spike your heart rate for twenty or thirty seconds. And then um, definitely get your, uh, you know, uh, muscle, your, sorry, your, uh, your hypertrophy, your muscle growth, get that going. So I would do, and, and I would kind of circuit it. So if anybody follows me on Facebook or like Snapchat or anything, I'm, I post out, I post pictures of workouts that I do. And if you pay attention to the reps, some people will be confused on why I do certain things. But it kind of just all comes together. So if say if you wanted to do a full body workout, I would do like a eight rep shoulder press followed by a um, as many push ups as you can do. That would be your en- your endurance system to failure, mm-hmm. and then hit like a jump rope or a jumping jack or a you know a, a medicine ball slam something like that for twenty seconds. That'll spike your heart rate. Gotcha. So I would kind of you kind of got to combine everything. Is uh, watching my two kids argue with each other, getting my heart rate up that way, does that help or no? Uh, I'm sure it does. Thankfully, <laughs> I don't know yet, but yeah, I'm sure it does. Oh, I appreciate that. You're not going to send me a bill or anything, are you? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, always, I know you know Jared. I always tease him about stuff like that, too. You're not going to bill me, are you? <laughs> I'm sure he loves that. Um, all right. What inspires you about other people? You touched on a few things briefly, but what do you hear or see and you say, you know what, I need to emulate that. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, it, I just love effort. I, I get grief from my girlfriend all the time because I get all emotional watching like a sports game if the team that's supposed to lose wins because there's just so much effort displayed. And because – because everybody has it. Anybody can put out effort, but so many people refuse to. An excuse comes up, whether they're tired or they they did something the day before, and they're like, ah, I'll push it to tomorrow with their procrastination. But, you know, I just, I'm attracted to effort, whether it be a sports game or somebody building their business. That's the type of people I want to be around, again, because everybody's got it and anybody can do it, but so many people refuse to put uh, put forth that effort. Yeah, I'm with you, man. It's interesting because when you see somebody putting forth effort, let's let's talk about you for a second. So you're training people. You're building an online piece to your business as well. You want to add groups, but I guarantee you there's 15 trainers in the Indianapolis area where I'm at now that are complaining and saying it can't be done for reasons A, B, and C. 
And then I kind of giggle because I look at you and I'm like, this guy's doing it right now, like in the present sense. So when you're telling me it can't be done, other people are doing it. I always think that's funny. And like you say, it goes back to effort. Instead of putting the effort in and telling me why you can't do it, just close your mouth and do it. See what happens. So, well, let's talk about fear for a moment. Fear is always yep. a, an interesting topic for me because uh, people you know, deal with it and approach it so many different ways. Uh, how do you overcome your fears, Pat? You know, I just honestly, I take a deep breath now because before I would overreact. The East Coast side of me would overreact and, <laughs> and be a little crazy. But, I, you know, I take a deep breath now. And whenever I get nervous or worried about something, honestly, I, I talk to my girlfriend and I kind of just vent on her and I get a little crazy and she just sits there and goes, uh huh, uh huh, but she's listening. And she kind of calms sure me down. She is. <laughs> <laughs> she kind of just calms me down and uh, kind of sets my mind straight because I wouldn't be able to do anything right now without her because moving out here when I was 22, 23 years old, I, it was kind of crazy, kind of thought I didn't want anybody's help, didn't need anybody's help. And uh, I, I kind of grew up extra fast, if you will, thanks to her. Oh, yeah. Well, what, what we realize is uh, you know, everybody has strengths, but everybody also has uh, areas that they're weak in. So if you surround yourself, whether it's a relationship or in a business setting or both, with people that you know have strengths that you don't, you're going to make a stronger team for sure. No doubt. Well, what are the most impactful words of wisdom that you have ever heard? I mean. It's all on you? Yeah, I mean, I almost said that. <laughs> I almost said that. You know, I read a lot. Um, I watch a lot of YouTube videos, and I listen to a lot of podcasts. I dabble in reading, but I, it just bores me to death. I need something while I'm walking to work since I live in the city, and it's an 18-minute walk to the gym. Uh, I need something in my head while I'm walking, and I love coming home and watching YouTube videos about fitness, about, you know, People have built their own business online or, you know, uh, gyms there, and then they turned it into an online piece. But one guy, his name is Elliot Hulse, I'm sure any fitness person should know him as Strength Camp on YouTube. He always talks about, and his tagline would be, uh, be the best version of yourself. Be, how, how, you, how do you become the best version of yourself? How do you become a greater version of yourself? So I, I think that is just perfect it sums it up i wish i thought of it sooner but sure it, it just it just works because it just proves to us that we're never done evolving no matter where where we are at and we always have an opportunity to become better because circumstances and situations change and you know so for example i always I, you know being a trainer being a guy i am infatuated with always trying to be bigger trying to get bigger muscles and you know, sometimes situations come up, things change, and that that's just not going to work. Maybe my body's not built for that. Maybe my mind wants to be bigger, but for what I need is just to be a little bit leaner, maybe a little bit lighter, maybe a little more athletic so I don't get injured because eventually we all get old. Okay. We all get old. We all Hopefully we get old. We get older, and our bodies break down. Things hurt. Knees and lower backs go first all that type of stuff. So, you know, just be the best version of yourself. Always trying to f always try to find a way to be better and better yourself and your situation. 
No, that's really good stuff, man. And it's uh, it's funny you mentioned podcasts, and I don't know if you've ever heard me talk about that in the past. But in March of this year, I didn't know what a podcast was. I thought it was some kind of a cocoon in the woods. But um, I drive a lot, and I'm just looking at my iPhone right now. And podcasts are kind of addictive. I usually listen to a uh, a new show, you know, three to five episodes, and decide if I like it or not. But yeah, um, I'm up to you know, I'm up to like eleven podcasts, which is kind of insane. Some of them are seven days a week. Some are once a month. Some, most are once a week. Mine's twice a week. But you know, if you yep. find good content, you can drive or you can work out. Or you can do other things while you take that in audibly, and that's what makes them so popular. And they're only going to get more popular. But you know what? Take your personal development any way that you can get it. You know, if you don't like to read, you're doing the YouTube thing. I love watching those uh, motivation short films on YouTube. Um, there's a bunch of them out there, but a lot of them involve working out and quotes and music, and it just gets you all fired up. So, For sure. I used to do that all the time in college, like watching motivational uh, Arnold stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, his story is amazing. He's got some really, really cool stuff. And, uh, yeah, there's a, a motivational video. It's about an hour on YouTube, and he's in quite a bit of it. It's pretty good stuff. But sure. if I need a pump or a boost uh, for anything, my go-to is music. And uh, it's it's interesting. The music genre varies, but... I put on the headphones I'm wearing right now. They've got tremendous sound, and throw on the uh, Pandora, and I, I get in the groove, man. I'm ready. So sure, good stuff. Well, I don't know if you'll if you'll have one or not, but is there a book title that you would recommend to our listeners, or are you is that just not your thing? Uh, it's not my thing, but I have one book that I like. Okay, and I'll, I'll I I guess I'll I got two books. One book I have. And you talked about Jared before. It's like Jared's favorite book of all time, but it's by Gary Vaynerchuk. Yep. And it's just, you know, it's his new one called like Ask Gary V. And it's all questions that he got through social media and he just put it together and made it into a book. And it's a brilliant idea. Obviously, the guy's a genius if you know anything about him. And he's just like a grinder. Yep. And it's just, it's genius. The book is because it's just, you know, putting out the same content that he was putting out for free is now just in a book and he's making money on it. So, I mean, it's just anything you do. And that's why it's great. Social media is great because if you were just doing speakings or say you were just going to people and interviewing them, only that person would see it. And then people you come in contact with now that you have a podcast to deliver your content, the opportunities are ultimately endless. Mm hmm. So there was that book, and then I spoke about Elliot Hulson's Strength Camp before, but he has a book called King, and I'm looking at it right now. It is the four-layer approach to becoming the strongest version of yourself, and nice. this, is a, this is a great fitness book because it talks about core values and you know, being the strongest version of yourself in the sense that there's a physical side. There's a, uh, so that would be your muscular side. There's a neurological side. So your brain, how you're feeling, you know, positive thoughts equal positive results can equal a positive energy system. There's like, um, you know, a mastery side on how you can deliver uh, material into others around you, uh, community coaching, accountability. All these are little branches of those core four values that he has. And, you know, this is probably my favorite book of all time just because it relates to me in so many different ways 
Absolutely. Well, that's uh, it's really interesting. Uh, I was just kind of sitting here thinking about what you're talking about and what's neat about the world we live in. And I think you'd agree there's no better time to be an entrepreneur in the history of man than there is now. You've got technology. You've got social media. Social media is so crazy that um, I actually connected with somebody that I'm going to interview in mid to late August, hopefully. And mm-hmm. everything should work out. But this person is uh, significantly more successful than I've been to this point in my life. And I would have never met them or talked to them, had a conversation with them if it weren't for actually Twitter. Twitter has connected me with some interesting people. And, you know, it could happen on any channel. But, you know, uh, successful people, athletes, you know, everybody is accessible with social media, some more than others. But that, that's what makes it so interesting. And, you know, the thing you were talking about, you know, whether it's podcasting or blogging or a book or online courses, you know, once you put the stuff out there, it doesn't go away. It stays out there. So um, as you grow your content and your reach, uh, there's residual wonderful effects that come from that. So absolutely good stuff, man. And if you guys listening don't know who this Jared guy is that we're talking about, check out episode (laughs) number 11. Um, Jared Hamilton lives actually probably 15 minutes from me, and he's actually friends with Pat. And even though they're both in the same industry, I think if you listen to both these episodes, you'll find that they're very different people and have very different approaches, but they still are on the same team of let's make this world a better place that I'm on as well. So that's the thing I love about this, man. Everybody's got their own flavor, their own spin, and it keeps it fresh. So very, very fun. Now, this is the part that you like and everybody really likes. If somebody listening today would like to reach out to you, Pat, and learn more about your business, learn more about you, contact you, what are all the ways they could do so? Well, obviously, um, Facebook's the easiest. I mean, it's just simple. It's Patrick Charette, and it's a big, my profile picture is a big face, and it's it's basically the screenshot of, of my Snapchat. I like Facebook a lot. Um, just because you can, obviously it's the ultimate, it's the king. It's not going anywhere. It's always buying things and making them better. Uh, so you can, you can find me over there on Facebook, on Instagram. My handle would be patrick.s.charette. Uh, that is just my full name. It's that simple. Instagram's cool. It's very pretty. I used to be obsessed with it when I started in the fitness world, fitness industry, because it was so pretty. And, you know, you kind of just, for me personally, that's not me. I get, you know, kind of bored with it quick. And it's just, you know, I, I keep saying it's pretty, but it's, it's it's all fake in my opinion. 90% of it is fake. It's very difficult to find somebody real on Instagram who just snaps a photo and puts it up there. And that takes me into the next one, why I love Snapchat so much. Um, I have no idea what my Snapchat name is, but you know, I'm sure you can find it on Facebook if you find me on Facebook. But I love Snapchat because it's real. It's in the moment, right there, right then. You can't, you know, you can filter the picture by sliding it over a little bit, but that's it. There's no Photoshop, there's no tint this, highlight that, fade this, structure that photo. It's real, it's right there. And you know, it, it's just it's people telling stories, people telling rants about what they believe. And it's just real, and that's that's what I love about Snapchat. And yep. and then uh, you just got my website. It's, my website's simple. My name patcharette dot com. My last name is C H A R E T T E, 
And uh, that's something brand new. I worked really hard on that. So I hope some people check that out. No, it's awesome. You guys should check it out. And I'm looking at his Snapchat handle now, and it's uh, Patrick, P-A-T-R-I-C-K, Charette, C-H-A-R-E-T-T-E, all lower space, or all lowercase, no space. And you can find him on Snapchat as well. And he does throw stuff out there pretty regularly. So check that out. I'm new on Snapchat. I've just got a couple people on there. And it's interesting. Uh, I've done nothing with Instagram, and I don't think I really will at this point. Facebook, Twitter, and Snapchat, and my websites, and this, and all that stuff seems to be enough to try to keep up with. So, For sure. Uh, awesome, man. Well, I appreciate the heck out of your time. Uh, oh, thanks, thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I chased you down for a couple of weeks, and I'm glad we finally could connect. And uh, uh, Yeah, thank you very much, man. We'll, uh, we'll talk soon, I am sure. All right, sounds good. Thank you. Yep, take care, man. And we are back. We are back to the show. Another great interview. Thank you, Pat, if you're listening. I appreciate that, man. That was fun. Good, good stuff. Well, uh, coming up, coming up in the next month or so, I've got a couple of really cool guests lined up. All the guests are cool, but I've got a couple more cool ones lined up for you. So I'm looking forward to getting into those. Um, If you guys haven't subscribed to the show yet on iTunes, please do so. Uh, It's kind of funny. I used to talk about uh, Google Play Music, and I talk about Stitcher as well. But my research indicates that nobody really uses those, at least not with my show. It's all about iTunes. So all I'm going to talk about is iTunes from this point forward. But uh, subscribe to the show if you haven't. And basically the reason you'll do that is because as soon as I publish a new show, it hits your device or your computer or whatever instantly. So sometimes there is a delay with iTunes. Uh, last show I mentioned that they never published one of my shows and then, um, or two shows ago, and then they actually double published, uh, for me last time. So everything's caught up, but if you have the, the, uh, if you're following the show, you actually get it quicker. And the last thing I'll throw at you today is if you like the show, if you like what we're trying to do with inspiration and helping you guys maximize your greatness, remember that's what everything's all about. If you like it, join the email list and let me tell you why. The email list is going to give you a recap every week of the blog, of the podcast shows, and I'm going to start doing some email-only contests and giveaways as well in the future, so if you're not currently receiving it, you won't even know about it. You won't see it on the website. You won't see it on social media, so uh, it's kind of the place to be for all things intentionally inspirational and kind of gives you that insider access to all the cool things that we will continue to do as well, so appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. Um, we will talk to you next week until then stay inspired and uh, take care. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of our show. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google play music, or Stitcher. In order to get all of the information and resources from this podcast, visit intentionallyinspirational.com and check out the must read show notes for this episode. See you next time.